0: So, you know how if you think of a word for too long over and over again in your head or out loud or you say it too much, you're like, is that even a fucking word? Did I just make it up? Like you start tripping yourself out. Yep. Yeah. So I was doing that this morning in the shower with the word everybody. God damn. <laughs> but here's my thing on it, because I know it's a word and all that shit, but like the English word language is so weird (laughs) true can you imagine teaching it to somebody like okay so if we want to say that everyone in this room went to the movies, we say that every body in this room, <laughs> all of these bodies that you see here, they all went to the movies. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is a little bit weird to talk about people as their bodies. Yeah! And then I'm like, okay, how do you say it in Spanish? It's like totos, right? Yeah. <laughs> Something but like that? Like All of us. Yeah, all of us. Not like all of the bodies. That's not how you say body in Spanish. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Although I don't know how to say body in Spanish. I don't either, but I'm pretty sure it it's knows. not todos. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that fucking weird that is weird yeah hey everybody (laughs) hey everybody listening welcome (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of an aggressive way to say it yeah it's super Super weird and then i was thinking you don't say everybody you say everybody like buddy like he's my buddy oh that's true yeah Anyway. I'm going to start saying everybody. Yeah, you should. (laughs) Everybody. Let's start saying that. I'll even pause. Like everybody in here. (laughs) (laughs) But can you imagine trying to learn that? Like, okay, it's spelled like everybody, but we say it like everybody. (laughs) That's all of the English language. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. All right. So uh, welcome to episode 48, people. Yeah, we made it. We did. I don't know what that means because we make it every week. Well, so far. Can we just get a quick shout out, humble brag, pat on the back for Stace? Oh. That's me. Yeah. I refer to myself in the third person. (laughs) Per nickname. Yeah. And by nickname. (laughs) for not skipping an episode while being pregnant having a baby and all that other shit hell yeah you're crushing it how well you're putting really high standards and i don't know mm. that i can live up to mm. that <laughs> no pressure <or> anything <laughs> i know right <laughs> just don't want to let all of our listeners down i know <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry we'll get some uh, in the bag before i have to go out on maternity leave yeah i'm sure we will yeah okay give me your goddamn aaron well mine is probably the same as yours right now (laughs) and just the fucking shootings that are happening right now oh my gosh i have been out of the loop because i've been sitting in my house oh but yesterday lee told me about it yeah well there was another one this morning (gasps) tell me about it and tell me about both because lee just mentioned somebody shot up a walmart in texas well somebody shot up a walmart in texas yesterday Mm. And he, I guess, was against race mixing because he's a racist piece what of shit. What the fuck? Yeah. Who cares? Who the fuck cares? Why do you care that much? And he was trying to get rid of Mexicans, supposedly. Because How he that- was in El Paso and it was like, right, I guess the, the Walmart is on the border. And so they're like, yeah, it kind of services Mexico and... The United States. So, what was his plan? Like, oh, let me shoot the Mexicans so that people don't procreate with them because you're going to fucking find your love in Walmart. I don't fucking know. Like, no one's going there to date. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. He's just a racist piece of shit. Agreed. And he was taken alive, like by police because they never kill the people who deserve it, right? (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. Uh, Well, I hope he gets butt raped in prison or something. Oh, he absolutely will. Or he'll be (laughs) on fucking protection or something and then he'll kill himself in prison. So then this morning in Dayton, Ohio, another guy, another fucking racist white piece of shit. Fucking Dayton, Ohio, for sure. He went to, I think it was also a Walmart. No, it wasn't a Walmart. It was like a kind of like our gas lamp district like uh-huh. where their arts center area like okay. it was outside of a nightclub but it was in the morning obviously yeah it's like in their arts museums center uh-huh. area and he started shooting people and i think he killed nine people the guy Why? yesterday killed like 19 people oh my god and then this one today killed like nine people and I'm he actually got killed by cops good yeah fuck him yeah fuck them all Listen. Oh, and he had posted a manifesto, Ugh. which is, as we've mentioned on this fucking yes. show before, never a good thing to No, have. manifestos equal murderer. Yeah, and I think he had driven nine hours to do this. What? That's what I heard. I'm not sure on all the details. Ugh. But basically, my goddamn is that I'm fucking fed up with this. Bullshit. Bullshit. Like, be nice to each other. Who the fuck cares what anyone else is doing in their life? No. And if you don't like it, don't hang out with them. That's yeah. all you have to do. You're not going to change the world with a gun. No. You're just going to make us all think you're a fucking asshole no. and hate you. And then everyone on Facebook, of course, is like, oh, it's not the gun's fault. And I'm Ugh. like, uh, you need to just fucking cool Can it, you dude. Can just stop? Yeah. I don't yeah. want to make it a debate about... Fucking whether you should legalize firearms or whatever. I want to make it a debate about people being fucking nice to each other and stop being dicks. Yeah. Like tone it down. Yeah. It's all um, right. I don't mean to get super odd, off topic or political or anything. We're not like that. political at all. No. I mean, if we piss anybody off by this conversation, then you really are giving us way too much credit (laughs) yeah yeah seriously i'm just mad that a racism still exists i know and people are assholes yeah b people are assholes let me just add onto your fucking list (laughs) yeah and like just stop just be nice to each other who the fuck are you trying to like what are you trying to prove by killing these people stop it uh they're just assholes stop you know what's gonna stop it though i don't know that any gun law or anything is gonna stop it it's just gonna take people being fucking nice to each other yeah well good luck with that just be nice to each other well we're doing it with our podcast all of our listeners are fucking awesome and they're nice to each other so go do something nice for someone so that maybe it'll help change their mind about blowing up a walmart yeah All right, enough about fucking guns. Yeah, give me your goddamn. Okay, my goddamn is pretty short and sweet, but shit got real in my life. (gasps) What happened? And I realized the other day while I was getting ready. Are you coming out? (laughs) (laughs) That I want to bone chicks. No, I have a fucking gray hair. Oh no, really? It's a real gray hair. So listen, I was driving before I had my second child and I looked in the mirror and I noticed this one crazy hair and I grabbed it. And I'm like, is this motherfucker gray? And I ripped it out. And it was like way coarser than all the other ones. Yeah. And that's gray hairs. It, and it was a gray <gasps> hair. And I was like, no, no, no. It's just extra blonde. And then yeah. I was getting ready again this week. And it was sticking up because it's growing. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. It's gray. It's for sure gray hair. I have gray hair. Oh, no. At least one. I'm, yeah. I'm way too young for this. I'm only 31. I'll go around like behind Jen, pick them out. I used to do that to my mom. She'd get so mad. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Because she would only have like a couple in her hair. And so I'd go around and I'd pick them out really quick and Uh I'd pluck them. And she would get so mad because those were her like, I don't know, rite of passage. Oh. (laughs) Like that's my, that's my, I earned this. They're in there good because they're like so coarse and thick. Yeah. So when I ripped it out, it actually ripped the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably also why she got mad. Don't judge me. You might be getting gray hairs too. (laughs) Pfft. Not me. No? And I'm never getting old. Then I was like, what do you do for gray hairs? Do I just like bleach them? Because I'm blonde. No, just let it out. I don't know. Fucking go gray, girl. Maybe I'm just getting the one streak because it was <gasps> in my bangs. Yeah, that'd be pretty. So, yeah. Maybe I'll just go full gray. The lady that I work with has straight white hair. And she said she went gray or white at like in her 30s <gasps> or like late 20s. <gasps> Ugh, yeah. This. But she has gorgeous hair. I yeah. want it so bad. Yeah. But also I want to dye it yeah like, like i don't i don't want gray hair because i'm old it's no, happening we're getting old but i want to dye it like like lavender like the light colors yeah, that you can't yeah, dye regular really, hair that is yeah. really pretty yeah. mm. by the way i just want to address i don't think that we're really old because everybody listening who's older than 30 is like fuck you yeah <laughs> every time i hear like a 25 year old be like oh my god i'm getting old i'm like fuck you yeah go to hell yeah okay no but you are um used yeah 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 Yeah. beat (laughs) (laughs) this one's already been used (laughs) oh man i'm tore from the floor up (laughs) i pushed two kids out this hoo-ha yep (laughs) okay all right well i believe that it is my turn to tell you a fucked up story okay give me your murder story all right or your story of interest that makes me say god damn it will be one of those (laughs) so I have for you uh-huh. the most horrible crime of the 1920s. Well, goddamn, way to intro <laughs> it. Yes, <laughs> according to the LA Times, which I was like, who is who the Los Angeles it? Times. <laughs> Don't do this again. <laughs> in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> who gets to dub them the most horrific or whatever, you know? Well, it the was... The LA Times. <laughs> yeah, the LA Times apparently does. And also, it was in the 1920s, which... I don't know what, what decade shit started to get real real. <laughs> when we started documenting it? Yeah, but... It this, must have been the most horrific at the time. Yeah, at the time, I can't imagine worse happening. All right, let's hear it. All right, so this takes place in Los Angeles, <laughs> uh-huh. California. And we are going to talk about a man named William Edward Hickman. Oh, let's talk about it, Hickman. All right. He was born in Sebastian County, Arkansas. Jesus, Sebastian County. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had five siblings and was the youngest boy, and his parents separated. What's up with everybody having a million fucking kids back then? Well, they didn't have birth control. That's true. As soon as I said it, I was like, I know why. And yeah. And they're just it. Anytime you wanted a bone, you had a kid. Yeah. Oh, you had sex five times? Yeah, Jesus <laughs> was like, you have a kid every time you have <laughs> sex, so otherwise you're not doing god any favors i'm glad jesus changed that role <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think he did i think people just changed it for him <laughs> okay <laughs> anyway william was 19 years old and apparently he was tied on cash and so he came up with a great plan to kidnap oh god the child of a prominent banker Oh, genius idea. Yeah. You said he's 19? Yep. What 19-year-old is not strapped for cash? Fucking right. <laughs> Don't do it, guy. This is a bad idea. Yeah, awful idea. So, on December 15th of 1927, 12-year-old Marion Parker was taken from her school. Oh, From her school. Oh, that's your safe place. Yeah. Well... William went to the school and he told the school's attendance lady that Perry Parker, who's Marion's dad, uh-huh. had been in a bad accident and wanted to see his daughter. Uh-oh. And William was apparently well-dressed and well-spoken and pretending to be an employee at the bank where Perry worked. Very trustworthy. Yes. <laughs> William didn't know that Marion had a twin sister Uh-huh. or even the girl's names. What? Yeah. So he was just like, Oh, I need to talk to the daughter. Yeah. He asked for the younger one. I guess he knew that she had a sister, but not that it was a twin. So he's like, I want to talk to the younger one. Oh, fucking clever. Yeah. And then the <laughs> attendance lady was like, confused. <laughs> like You wh- mean Marion? <laughs> by like minutes. <laughs> 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 and the attendance lady obviously is like, What the fuck? And so he clarified by saying, I mean the smaller one. Oh. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Either way. Okay. This school was like, okay. Oh, here you go. This seems legit. It was such a more trusting time in the 20s. Absolutely. Like, I'll send her home with you. Oh, my God. Just give him one of the twins. Your dad only wants to see you. Exactly. Other twin, get out of here. Which they were like, uh, didn't you find that fucking suspicious? And right? she's like, well, he said that the dad just really wanted his younger daughter or whatever. And that's so weird. Like, oh, he's been in a very bad accident and he's asking for just this one daughter. For one daughter. Yeah. And his dying wish is to see her face. Yeah. And later during the trial, the attendance lady said that she never would have let Marion go, but for the apparent sincerity and disarming manner of the man. Oh, God. This is how you get murdered. Yeah. She's like, oh, what a gentleman. (laughs) What a dashing young man. He's so charming. (laughs) Let me just hand over this child to him. Yeah. And I guess he was like, if you don't believe me, call the bank where he works and they'll tell you. And she was like, oh, he definitely wouldn't say that if he was lying. Oh, God. (laughs) So she... That's like your first red flag. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or I'd be like, okay, I'll call the bank. Yeah, hold up. Let me fucking... Do a test on this before yeah. I send you off with a child. You're not even calling the bank. You're just like picking up the phone and bashing numbers. Yeah, until he waiting. runs away. <laughs> 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 just see if his face changes. Called your changes. fucking bluff. <laughs> yeah. So the next day, the Parker family got a ransom note asking for $1,500 in $20 gold certificates. Oh. And the note was signed as Fate. Ew. Yeah, gross. I hate him. The family received two more ransom notes in the following days, asking for more money, totaling seventy five hundred dollars. And those ones were signed "Death and the Fox." Ew! Oh my god! So how much were they paying the ransom each time, or was he just sending them out, like blasting them? Like, guess what? Now it's this much. Um, more like that. Okay. <laughs> so. It's like an note. indecisive guy. I don't want. I don't know what name I want, and I also don't know how much I want. Yeah. Oh wait, I'm gonna need more than that. <laughs> Fuck it! Already sent Box. that one. <laughs> Got to pick a different name. <laughs> <laughs> so, side note, the signatures were written in Greek letters. Oh. So, like, death was, like, the, you know, weird sideways triangle oh. for the D. And then the weird, like, weirdly shaped E. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, Yeah. So, the first note read fox is my name very sly you know oh i hate him get this straight your daughter's life hangs by a thread and i have a gillette ready and able to handle the situation oh a gillette yeah he's brand name dropping oh shit yeah (laughs) wait also i'm very disappointed that the it didn't rhyme (laughs) i know but also it was taken from a website where like i think stuff had been taken out of it like the guy rambled a little bit oh and they were like that's not important otherwise i would have put in the whole fucking note you know yeah yeah, yeah. I'll give you so maybe it did reading. rhyme so yeah so maybe it did rhyme <laughs> uh, it's like a fucking treasure hunt for your missing daughter that's so fucked up <laughs> yeah pretty fucked up okay so william also let marion write a note to her parents which he included Aww. with the ransoms oh that's so sad and her note basically just begged the family to comply to the ransom and she said Please, Daddy, I want to come home tonight. Oh. Signed, like, your loving daughter. Oh, my God. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. My hormones can't handle that. 12 years old. Ugh. Fucking awful. What a dick. So then Perry Parker obviously contacted the police, and they tried to deliver the ransom. Mm -hmm. But William saw the police in the area and bolted. Yeah, and he was like, I'm going to be like double on my game now, watching out for shit. Don't Ooh. bring cops around. like Sly Fox. Yeah, exactly. So then William set up a new place for a ransom exchange at the corner of West 5th Street and South Manhattan Place, in case anyone is in L.A. <laughs> Wandering around and they're like, oh shit, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to this just now. So Perry showed up alone this time for the ransom drop on December 19th. Oh, it's getting awfully close to Christmas. I know. That's what I was thinking, sad. too. How sad is that? Yeah. Perry gave the ransom money to a, quote, young man uh-huh. who we know as William. Okay. So it was him. He did yeah. show up. Yeah. And apparently he was able to see his daughter in the passenger seat of William's car. Mm-hmm. But she was covered up to her neck with blankets. And apparently she was unable to move. Uh, that's fucking weird. Yeah. And the guy said that she was sleeping. Oh, God. And so the dad was like, oh, I assumed she was like chloroformed or something, right? Uh Uh-huh. So William was like, all right, I'm going to drive up the street and that's where I'll let her go. And William drove up the street a little ways and then pushed her out the passenger side. Uh Uh-huh. Perry ran up to his daughter and realized right away that she was already dead. Oh, God, I knew it. I saw it coming. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Granted, this is a murder story. I know they don't generally end well no that's so sad oh my god and he's like grabbing her dead body uh it gets worse in the street it gets so much worse of course it does <laughs> so much worse okay so she had been strangled and her arms and legs had been cut off what that's why she was wrapped in this blanket, why so that you ew see it. why her intestines had also been removed <gasps> and her disemboweled body had been stuffed with rags what the fuck why yeah um to stop the bleeding oh my god what the fuck is wrong with people well this guy had a lot why would he cut off her arms and legs i'll tell you later okay her eyes were being held open by wires ew how uh wires wrapped around her head and then like hooked into her eyelids and they said that they were so deep that they were gouged stop it how ew i wasn't gonna say that part you asked (laughs) <laughs> throw up. You were gouging at your eyes. You did that too. We well, like went around the messy. back of my head. <laughs> yeah. Like your hand was the wire. Yeah. But wait a minute. How did he not see that when he thought she was sleeping? Well, I think he was farther away. Oh. Or maybe he's like me and was like, I didn't wear my glasses today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're looking at me? Shit. <laughs> yeah. I can't even tell if your eyes are open. Oh my God. Yeah. But the wires made it so they stayed open. Yeah. To make it look like she was like a What the hell is, like, going through your mind as a... I realize he, like, chopped her up and, like, disemboweled her and everything. But, like, then you're like, I'm going to wrap this wire around her head to hold her eyelids open. Like, why not get some double-sided fucking tape or something? Did they have that in the 20s? I mean, you could take a normal piece of tape and roll it up and make it double-sided because I never buy double-sided tape, but I can make anything double-sided here. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Sorry. Her back had been flogged so bad that it was flayed. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. this poor chick. And an autopsy revealed that she had been dead for at least 12 hours before her body was recovered. Ugh. And he also said her cause of death was either strangulation or blood loss. Cuz oh it's the my 20s God. and I guess your autopsies weren't that accurate. Oh, that's so sad. So she was dead for 12 hours meaning like the other ransom note she could have been alive. Yeah. <gasps> but going back to the autopsy, mm-hmm. she hadn't been sexually assaulted. Oh, well, so, it's silver lining. Yeah, there's that. That's okay. Good. But she was disemboweled? <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of a, an assault Yeah. on your body. <laughs> Which is a little, uh, I hope she was dead for it. I think she was dead for the disemboweling. Okay, that's good. So during interrogations, William later said that he had strangled Marion and then cut her throat. But when he started to dismember her, he thought she might still be alive. <gasps> Stop it yeah no yeah what made him think that i don't know and he didn't say and i don't think that that's where i want my head to go so no (laughs) of course mine would though yeah right (laughs) her arms and legs were later found in elysian park and they were wrapped in a newspaper what the fuck so he like put them somewhere else yeah like what do i do with these just dump them in this park i only need her torso yeah to get this ransom i guess maybe it made it easier to carry her Probably. Or you didn't want to wrap them all up in the blanket. That's so weird, though, that he, like, just started to dismember her. Yeah. The towels stuffed into Marion's body led police to the apartment building that William was living in. The towels? Yeah, I guess there was a laundry mark on it. Oh. That had oh, the... fucking great investigative work. Yeah. What's a laundry mark, for the record? I don't know. I think it's, like, on your tag, but it'll say oh. whatever your place of business is oh kind of like i think hospitals have them on blankets and shit yeah well apparently back in the 20s his apartments did too (laughs) maybe apartments like gave you towels along with maybe like your home (laughs) here's a towel (laughs) welcome yeah but that's how they got to his apartment building okay good yeah but police didn't know who exactly they were looking for still right yeah they just knew where he lived exactly (laughs) potentially so then at the apartment complex, the police found a guy that matched the description of the guy that Perry met at the ransom drop. Uh huh. And the guy's name was Donald Evans. And okay. he allowed them to search his apartment. And the police didn't find anything in his apartment. So they left. Okay. And then Donald was like, thanks, deuces. And he disappeared. Uh Because it turns out that he was actually William. Motherfucking shit. Yeah. Remember how it was like great detective work? Yeah. And then they were like. take that back. Oh, man. How? Just because of his name? They didn't. Uh, Well, they didn't know who they were looking for anyway. That's true. They didn't 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 have a name. Yeah. They didn't find anything Uh, in his apartment. That's true. So. Oh, that's frustrating. Yeah. They had him, though. And now he's gone. Like, that must be some good acting on his part right like how would you not be shitting yourself also i would want perry to be there to be like yeah that's the fucking guy yeah that's true i mean i guess he didn't have like a camera or cell phone camera to just like click a picture and be like is that him (laughs) like you have to be there (laughs) yeah which would probably be like you're like facetiming (laughs) yeah (laughs) is this him yes (laughs) great got him so obviously a huge manhunt ensues yeah And there's a hundred thousand dollar reward which equates to almost one point five million dollars today. Oh damn. Yeah. Side note, they wanted this guy dead or alive. Yeah. They were like, We just want this guy. It's the twenties. Yeah. Kill him. (laughs) (laughs) So the police finally catch on to William Hickman, who lived in that apartment complex and was a former employee of Perry Parker. Oh shit. Yeah. When William worked for Perry, Perry called the police to report that William had been stealing and forging checks. (gasps) Oh, so this this is the vengeance, huh? Yeah, and Perry had testified against William, and William was sent to prison. Oh, God. Oh, so he was in prison before he did all this shit. Yeah. Obviously not for long no i was gonna say which also he's 19 but also in the 1920s i think you could start work at like i don't know four yeah yeah. (laughs) as soon as you were born they were like go milk the fucking cows yeah (laughs) your keep isn't free around here (laughs) (laughs) exactly so i don't know how old he started working or how long he was actually in prison but damn yeah so apparently he had a motive for not liking the parker family yeah obviously and he knew he had well i guess children he didn't really know yeah, he didn't really know much about them or their names or whatever, but... Ugh, this is so sad now that I think about it, too. Like, there's a twin out there. Yeah, that no longer has a twin. That's gotta be some fucked up shit for your identity. Ooh, right? Yeah. So, the police found the car used in the ransom drop. It uh-huh. was abandoned and was apparently stolen weeks before the kidnapping. Oh. So, he's like got some fucking Grand Theft Auto also. Oh, yeah. This guy was, like, running around fucking causing a havoc in town. <laughs> and then during this manhunt, he, like tries to fucking travel and get out of dodge and like commits more crimes like along the way yeah he's just like like a string of crimes yeah exactly. in his path in his wake yeah so they were able to match his fingerprints inside the car and on the ransom notes to williams since he had been previously in prison uh-huh that's good yeah some physical evidence here yeah so they're like we know who the fuck we're looking for now see here yeah see <laughs> <laughs> which I'm surprised they had fingerprints but all right <laughs> So a week after Marion was killed, William was recognized in Echo, Oregon from some wanted posters. Ooh, okay. Good. Yeah, right? for them to, like, put out a bolo across (laughs) the states. I don't know why I'm blown away. It's only the 1920s, but I'm like, wow, they could communicate. Wow, different states even knew, huh? Yeah. (laughs) So I was kind of impressed by the fact that some random police officers might have seen his picture on a wanted poster or something and been like that's the guy yeah that's like back in the day when they actually did their job they were hired to do yeah or there were only like 50 people in your town yeah and they're like that's a different one (laughs) yeah that one doesn't look like all the others yeah by the way that wasn't a dig at cops that was a dig at everybody in the workforce today (laughs) (laughs) by saying you were actually doing the job you were hired to do yeah (laughs) But I also heard that he was actually found in Oregon because he had spent some of the ransom money up there. Oh. and that they like traced the serial numbers? Yeah, I guess. Well, they were like gold certificates or something. Oh. So maybe there weren't as many of those. I don't know how those work. I don't either. You know how your grandma like bought you a bond? And you're like, <laughs> exactly. What do I do with this? <laughs> yeah. Uh. That's what I imagine those are. Yeah, that's kind of. Um, I mean, he worked at a bank, so he probably knew the best way to uh, get cash, right? Yeah, or not cash, or Just not get cash. money. Yeah, yeah, but maybe that made it stand out a little bit more. So that Ugh. makes more sense to me that that's how they recognized that he yeah. was up there. He came in with twenty gold notes or whatever they're called. <laughs> yeah, twenty dollar gold certificates. So he was extradited to L.A. where he confessed to kidnapping Marion. But then said that some other guy had murdered her. Oh, yeah, of course. Obviously. It wasn't me. Yeah, but he named the guy. Oh. And so they're like, accomplice, maybe? Let's find him. Yeah, but it turns out that the guy that he blamed it on was actually in jail at the time. So oh. there's holes in your story. Yeah, it Fucking wasn't him. William, whatever yeah. his name is. Bill, Bill. <laughs> we'll call him Bill. <laughs> Fucking Bill. God damn it, Bill. So William then confesses to a bunch of other crimes. Yeah, naturally. Including other murders and armed robberies. I didn't get into them. Other murders? Yeah, like he held up a drugstore at gunpoint or whatever, and I guess fucking killed people there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How appropriate that your goddamn loops into this story. Fucking gun control, right? Yeah. (laughs) He also said that originally he had no intention of killing Marion. Oh. But then when he realized that she could identify him since he previously worked for her father, he felt that he had to here's the thing though it's like you're gonna get caught yeah w- you better get caught for kidnapping and not for murder yeah it's less of an issue but also I feel like in the 20s you might not have gonna get yeah, caught yeah that's true. as much as now but this <sighs> fucker got caught yeah like as long as you're not still there they're not gonna <laughs> yeah <in> the <laughs> they're 20s. not gonna find you <laughs> ah uh, he's not in his apartment fuck yeah <laughs> but like, he was in his apartment <laughs> I know how crazy that is insane so his original plan was to dismember and dispose of her body Oh, so that's what was up with the arms and the legs. Yep. But then he was like, oh shit, Perry's probably going to want to see his daughter before he pays the ransom. <laughs> so he reconstructed her body. Ew. And that's where the wires come in. Like, that's why he wanted her eyes to be open. Oh my god, that's fucking weird. And he covered her in a blanket up to her head so that he's like, Fuck, like, you couldn't her arms. see her. Yeah. Here's the thing. is <laughs> like... I never have and I never will murder a person but I feel like there's like a lot more yeah (laughs) save that clip yeah I feel like there's a lot more thought process that should go into a murder than or like okay he murdered her and then start to dismember her i feel like you sit on it and you think about your plan like where's step two coming in yeah like you're not just like hacking off limbs and then you're like ah fuck what (laughs) am i gonna do with these uh my plan was to show her body for ransom and now i chopped it up like yeah. I feel yeah. like you would know the plan before you started chopping her up. No, I agree. He's, like, either a super scatterbrain in this or just, like, not smart. Because he's like, oh, fuck, I killed her. What should I do now? Chop her up. Because that's what you do. Like, dismember a body. And then he's like, oh, fuck, wait. Like, he re- literally didn't think 20 minutes into the future. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know. So then, while in prison, before his trials, he started to say that he actually killed Marion because he was told by a supernatural being. Stop. Called Providence. Oh, he didn't come up with a cool enough name. No. Okay. No, he didn't. Fun fact, he was one of the first defendants to use California's brand new not guilty by reason of insanity plea. Oh. Well, this will yeah. help your, your cause. <laughs> yeah. But... But that's why he's saying it then, right? Exactly. Okay. But he also said that he originally needed the money to go to Bible college. Oh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, I'm just a law abiding fucking yeah. god-loving citizen mm-hmm. just a god fearing <laughs> i just gotta please my please my god and go to bible college which i, oh. I know they have like vacation bible study <laughs> Do bible school yeah 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 like you got bible school and i didn't know it was a church. college Is yeah it accredited? <laughs> clearly we did not go <laughs> <laughs> obviously and he had allegedly asked prison guards how to act crazy oh we'll see here's how i know you're lying <laughs> yeah but what prison guard is gonna be like oh well first i will well, see that, here sam yeah i would say that it was a supernatural being that told you to do it like <laughs> what prison guard honestly falls for that i'd be like wow good try sir that's true <laughs> yeah but maybe they were like friends and just chatting it up and and they're like what's the craziest thing someone's ever said yeah and he was like oh man sam was talking about this fucking prophet that came from the skies yeah maybe named providence named providence and he's like oh perfect write it that's down a, i feel like he was like you know when somebody's like what's your name and you got to think of something faster like what's a nickname and you're like uh fucking lamp because that's what i saw yeah yeah i feel like that's how he came up with the name like <laughs> it's not even clever yeah but i feel like you would think of that more on like the east coast like providence rhode island or yeah yeah, yeah. not here not on the west coast you'd no. be like i don't know gold mining (laughs) flappers surfer yes, (laughs) ocean flappers it's the 1920s that's that's all i know that's true but in february of 1928 the jury was like fucking no we're on to you buckaroo yeah bill yeah and they sentenced him to death by hanging oh shit that was a thing then yep and on October 19th, 1928, he was hanged in San Quentin Prison. He wasn't hung? No. <laughs> he probably was. Ew. Ha. Ah, it's a dick joke. <laughs> it was a dick joke. Well, damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, goddamn. God damn. Whoa. That poor family, though. Yeah. That poor twin and that dad that had to, like, hold his bundle of a daughter yeah. in the street. That's fucking me up right now. Yeah. That's so sad. Oh, my God. That would be the fucking worst. Guy's a dick. Yeah, and he was nineteen at the time. That's insane. That's a child. I mean, legally not. Yeah, but still, like we were ch- children at nineteen. We still yeah, are. We still are. I fucking last year. I'm like, I was so young. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the things I have learned in <laughs> here. <laughs> oh man that's fucked up i don't think i'll ever stop thinking it until i'm like 80 and i know I'm like oh my god these children at 60 <laughs> well, shit, i got a gray hair i guess i'm old now exactly all right lady you ready for my story i'm so ready all right my story this week is about suzanne capper all right so suzanne capper was born in 1976 in manchester which is in england all right When she was 14, she lived with her mother, Elizabeth, and her stepfather, John, who eventually got divorced. Okay. Suzanne ended up living with her stepfather. Isn't that interesting? Super weird. Yeah, but I think her mom maybe wasn't like the best mom in the world. Not the most stable. Yeah. I see. Sounds like that. And you'll hear later in the story, but they don't really go into it. Yeah. So she was known as a quote, high spirited, well-mannered girl. Who was very polite and she always helped her stepfather around the house. Like anybody who came in contact with her was like... She was like quiet and everything, but she was super sweet. Yeah. Around the age of 16, Suzanne began to hang around with the wrong crowd. Mm Mm-hmm. As everybody does when they're a teenager. And she started skipping school and she would often drift like house to house with all of her friends and shit and also some of her family members. Okay. And one of the homes that she often landed in was... That of a woman who she used to babysit for, who went by the name of Jean Powell, who was twenty six. All right. So she would just like show up at her house and be like, Hey, can I crash here for the night? And she'd be like, Sure, come on in. Yeah. Jean's home was super run down and unkept. Oh good. <laughs> yeah, and it was known as the drug house. Oh, well, God really it. great, right? <laughs> Where parties were thrown and people would get down and bone and shit. Alright. A little orgy house? Yeah, something like that. A little crack house? Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't uncommon for drugs to be, like, weighed out in the kitchen and for stolen cars to be in the driveway. Oh, my God. I know, right? And Jean would, like, sell or trade these cars. Yeah. I'm sure for, like, drugs or something, too. Yeah. But it wasn't a great house. Sounds like it. Yeah. It was no place for a 16-year-old to hang out. And Suzanne's stepdad would often try to keep her from going over there. He'd be like, don't fucking do that shit. It's not a great crowd. But as all 16-year-olds do... Suzanne disobeyed and would go over there anyways. Yeah. She's like, Becky, I'm going to make my own decisions. You're not my real dad. (laughs) (laughs) So her stepfather didn't know the extent of what was going on in the house, but he knew that something wasn't right and that there was some shit going down. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm sure he would be like. A little bit more like, no, 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 don't go over there. Get your ass out. Yeah. Yeah. So the type of people who would frequent the home weren't the best characters either, as you can imagine. Yeah. And I'm going to name off a handful of them. And there's kind of a lot of names, but I'll try to keep them in check as we go through the stories, too. Okay. So there was Glenn Powell, who was 29, and he was Jean's ex-husband. And he was, like, the known town drunk. And he also had a lot of, like, burglary convictions and shit. All right. So that's Glenn. And then there was Bernadette McNeely, who was 24. And she was a druggie who had three children all of whom lived in the home with Jean and her children also Ooh. so evidently Bernadette lived like three doors down or some shit and just decided one day to fucking move into Jean's house also
1: okay I don't
0: know why but they all live together so there's like a fuck ton of people living in this house too yeah sounds like it yep. sounds like your average crack house yes like you don't know who actually lives there or owns the house yeah so then there's also Anthony Dutson who was 17 and this was Jean's fucking boyfriend she's 24 Oh, and gross. And he's 17. Yeah. That's a pedophile. Yep, Just that's an a FYI. pedophile. Add it to the list. Yeah. Also Bernadette would sleep with him. Ew. Yeah, then there's Jeffrey Lay who's 26 and he was like convicted of burglarizing shit too and Jean was boning him also. Sorry everybody's just boning everybody. Yeah, here. exactly. All right. And then the last person that I'm going to mention here is Clifford Hayes, who is 18. And this is Jean's brother and Suzanne's ex-boyfriend. So a lot of relations going on, they're not really important that you keep them in check. Oh, like, good. I'll kind of like mention who's who as they pop up. Yeah. But just so you know, everybody's boning each other. It's not a good like scenario no, like, it's not... Everybody's cons- fucking interrelated somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gross. And then why are you hanging out with your ex-husband? Eskimo your brothers. House? Yeah, exactly. Lots of Eskimo brothers around here. <laughs> so Suzanne would always stay at this house with all of these people, and she would basically do whatever they told her to do, and they quickly began to take advantage of her. Because she young, yeah. Yeah, she was 16. They would treat her like crap and blame her for stuff and would often abuse her. Why is this not shocking? I know. And she would, like, stick around. So one day Jean supposedly the story goes that one day Jean had beat her up so bad that Suzanne went to her mom's house for a place to stay for the night and her mom turned her away saying that her boyfriend wouldn't let Suzanne stay there so Suzanne went back to Jean's house that night because she had nowhere else to fucking go what about her stepdad I know that's what I was thinking but for some reason maybe she didn't want to go back there she wasn't comfortable or something like that that's fucked up yeah but she just kind of like took the abuse from them Ugh, that's awful later Suzanne's sister came forward and said that Suzanne didn't fear Jean and like the whole crew everybody that lived there yeah instead it was more like she would do anything for them like she idolized them oh god she just wanted to be a part of the crew so she would take the abuse yeah I guess she also didn't have many friends like she was so quiet and everything that really this group of people were her main friends that's sad and they're like adults and they're abusing her and they're druggies I know so, in December of 1992, the whole group, they like get upset with Suzanne because they claim that she stole a pink duffel coat and that she also gave everyone in the house pubic lice. Ew. <laughs> I think y'all did that to yourselves. <laughs> yeah, you're all boning each other. Yeah, in a crack house. So, I guess. Which I'm sure it's clean. Yeah, totally <laughs> clean. I'm sure they have like you know uh, cleaning supplies and yeah. I think that's meth houses usually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not so crack you, houses. That's how you make meth? <laughs> yeah. So I guess Anthony, who is Jean's boyfriend at this time, was boning Jean Bernadette and Suzanne. Ew. All at the same time, like not in the same session. But yeah, like, yeah. You know, during the same in the same time frame. Time frame. And he got crabs. And so is that pubic lice? Yeah. Oh you didn't know that no oh fun fact taught you something new yeah i just thought i guess i just thought it was like lice but for your head but it was on your junk which is pubic lice yeah which but is i crabs. didn't know that it's crabs is crabs on your head too then no oh see i didn't know they're different oh I mean, really I, th- I thought they were different they are different pubic lice and crabs are the same thing the lice on your hair are different Oh, I guess I just thought it was lice from your head on your... Hoo-ha. Are they different? Now you're making me question. I don't know. Okay. I've never had any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I won't answer that question. No, I'm just kidding. Aww. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sitting on your chair in shorts. It's not <laughs> like you have pubic hair. That's fair. <laughs> Too far? <laughs> it's not the 70s anymore. Exactly. Okay, so he gets crabs, right? Yeah. And he gives all the ladies them labia lobsters. <laughs> lady lobsters. <laughs> and they get pissed. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. I went through a deep like fucking Google search for like synonyms for crabs. <laughs> was one of them lady lobsters or did you come up with that? labia lobsters was one of them labia lobsters labia lobsters oh my god that's so much worse (gasps) there were so many other ones i can't even remember like lap crustaceans or some shit i don't know i was like dying but labia lobsters was my favorite and so i wanted to work it in there yeah i like it yeah so we're gonna start (laughs) referring to them as labia lobsters from here on out here to forth known as (laughs) (laughs) Labia lobsters. She got a case of the labia lobsters. Okay, so he gives them all the shit, right? And he starts blaming Suzanne, obviously, because that's what they do in this house. Yeah. This serves as a catalyst for what's about to happen next. Oh, what's about to happen next? I'm about to tell you, girl. So on the 7th of December, the group calls up Suzanne... I'm pretty sure it wasn't a group call, but somebody calls up Suzanne. Conference call? <laughs> yeah. Three-way? Uh, <laughs> somebody uh, conference her in. <laughs> yeah. They call her up because she's at her dad's house or yeah. her stepfather's house. And they're like, hey, you should come over because that guy that you really like, he's here and he's asking specifically to see you. Ooh. I don't know who the guy is, but. All right. Suzanne's like, hell yeah, I'm on my way over. But when she arrives, she's instantly ambushed. No. Yeah. It's, this is where it's going to get sad. Oh man! So she walks in, and Glenn, who is Jean's ex, and Anthony, Jean's current boyfriend, they grab Suzanne and they hold her down, and Glenn shaves her head and her eyebrows. Oh my god! And her fucking pubic hair. Ew! Yeah. So first of all, could you imagine doing that with a struggling person? No, (laughs) no, I can't. I didn't even think of that. Also, why would you want to shave somebody else's pubic hair? so that her labia lobsters go away (laughs) well that was their purpose was like oh fuck you you gave us labia lobsters and we had to shave all of our shit so we're gonna get back at you by making you shave all your shit but also you're kind of doing a favor for her except for the head and the eyebrows part yeah you don't get lice in your eyebrows okay so after they shaved all of her hair off they made her they like forced her to clean up her hair and throw it away And then Glenn put a plastic fucking bag over her head. Oh, my God. And walked in circles around her, hitting her over the head repeatedly. What? I don't know if the plastic bag was, like, tied so she was suffocating or what. But Suzanne ended up on the floor, and Jean and Bernadette joined in on the assault by kicking and beating her with a belt. Oh, my God. And a giant three-foot ornamental wooden spoon. Uh. Do you remember those? I do. I was literally like, what? And then I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) We used to have one on our wall, like a spoon and a fork. Why was that a thing? I thought it was to hit children. (laughs) That's what they were used for in my household. Like the three foot ones? Yeah, the big ones? You hit children. Those stayed on the wall.
1: That was until
0: they came down. They were on (laughs) a little hook. evidently it was to beat people with oh my god your house is so much more aggressive than mine mine was like we hung it on the wall because we eat here and it's the kitchen and you eat with spoons and forks and isn't it so like ornamental yeah that's i'm sure why they went up originally but then (laughs) mom was like check this shit out can we bring those back not to hit children just because i want to have them again like why wasn't the knife included i don't think i have a three foot area on my wall in my kitchen i do but that's because i haven't hung shit up in my house yet i haven't either i just don't have fucking kitchen walls that's true and all of your walls have big windows because you rich bitch yeah that's what makes me rich (laughs) (laughs) your big windows windows (laughs) (laughs) they're all fucking decrepit as windows (laughs) okay so they beat her so bad like i get all serious again (laughs) yeah anyway so they beat her so bad that one of suzanne's arms ends up hanging uselessly at the side of her body oh my god is uselessly a word i'm gonna go with yes in this it, situation it ends up hanging useless at the side of her body yeah she can't use it limp you could just go with limp yeah you get what i'm saying yeah they she like, couldn't use her arm yeah was it like out of socket or broken or yeah. something yeah i don't know Ooh. but later when somebody explains the scenario evidently she couldn't use her fucking arm because they beat her so bad that's awful so then the crew they lock her up in a cupboard for what? the rest of the night i don't know oh if, i guess i have a cupboard that you could lock people in oh i don't and i was like No, you totally do if you didn't have so many snacks <laughs> okay i was gonna say I, first of all all my cupboards are fully occupied Yeah. <laughs> but how would you lock it i don't know maybe it was a different time yep we I mean, mine has a was. door handle but it doesn't have a lock oh good point yeah. See, I was thinking of like a tiny little cabinet. I was like, oh, how uncomfortable. Yeah, right. But, like your pantry. Maybe they just push like a chair in front of it. Maybe. Or okay. like a kitchen island. Either way, they shove her in the cupboard for yeah. the night. All night long, Suzanne screams and cries. And Jean and Bernadette were worried that she would scare their kids. So the um, next morning. You know who I'm worried is going to scare the kids? How about the people that just beat a bitch to death? Right? I and shouldn't call her a bitch. How about the people who just beat this girl to death? Uh, Well, not death, but... Fucking, right? Or how about, like, did they hear her getting beat and all the fucking assault that went down? Yeah, exactly. Stupid. Where were the kids then? Yeah. Yeah. What about the children? <laughs> well, somebody please think of the children? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they're worried about the kids being scared, right? So yep. they decide to take Suzanne to the fucking second location. Oh, never go to a second location. Exactly. That second location was Bernadette's original home, which was three doors down from Jean's. But is now, for some reason, abandoned because she's a weirdo. I don't get it. Yeah. So once they get Suzanne there, they flipped over a box spring mattress and tied her to it spread eagle using chains and ropes. Ew. I hate the term spread eagle. I know. I should also warn you. Oh, no. That this is a Stacy story. So it's going to get like, well, I'm going to not feel good. Yeah. OK. So they shoved socks in her mouth to make a gag and they blindfold her. OK. And then they proceed to torture her for the next week. Why? She was burnt in the face and the <gasps> body with cigarettes. What the fuck? Yeah, she was injected with drugs. Oh no. And continuously beaten up. Why? Because they're assholes. I don't like it. I know. They blasted a tape. This is where it gets weird. They blasted a tape of Chucky repeating "I'm Chucky. Wanna play?" over and over again through headphones, and played rave music on a loop. Oh, uh, that's mucking torture. Yeah, that's that my alone. Nightmare. That alone will make you want to die. Yeah. (laughs) That's so mean. I don't like that at all. No. I get like real pissed if rave music comes on in my life. Just in like the proximity of your ear holes? Yeah. (laughs) Ugh. That's awful. And while you're getting beaten up? Not cool. No. Okay. Trigger warning. Okay. Clifford, her supposed boyfriend, Suzanne's boyfriend, (gasps) even pulled out her two front teeth (gasps) using pliers... And a third tooth was snapped in half, what? exposing the nerve. Oh. That's the worst kind of torture. That's like second to your ear hold, ramming. Oh, my God. I know. First of all, how do you do that? I don't know why you would do that. Like, wh- that's your girlfriend laying there. And you're like, oh, I have an idea. Give me those pliers. I'm going to pull these teeth out. Why would you do that? That's fucked up. They were clearly just torturing her. That's so fucked And then fucked to snap up. one. Oh, God. Why would oh God. you and then do to that? Just leave it. Oh, God. Oh, God. So eventually the smell of her laying in her own fecal matter and urine got so bad that they put her in a bathtub filled with concentrated disinfectant. Oh my God. And then they scrubbed her body with a yard brush until her skin started to come off. I had to fucking Google what a yard brush was because this happened in England, right? So I was like, what are these English fucking people calling a yard brush? Yeah. It's literally like a push broom. (gasps) That's what Google told me anyway. Until her skin started to come off? Yeah. Well, I mean, imagine she has burns and cuts and scrapes all over her from the torture, right? And then they throw her in concentrated fucking disinfectant. Oh my God. This is awful. And then they scrub her with one of those like coarse ass fucking brushes and her skin started to come off. This girl is 16. Yeah. And she didn't do anything wrong, by the way. Like, I don't think she stole the jacket. Like, it doesn't clarify, but they just said that they accused her of stealing this jacket. Yeah. And also, if they all had fucking lice, how do you know where it came from? Yeah. I'm sorry. If they all had labia lobsters. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That could have been literally from anyone. Yeah. And also, like, you gave it to her, too. Like, everybody fucking has it. It's just a situation that you have to deal with now. Yeah. And it's totally treatable. And how did all fucking six people, or however many people there are here, how did they all agree to do this? Yeah. Yeah. So the group, as I mentioned before, they had held Suzanne captive for a whole week. And during her captivity, she had a chance to be rescued or to escape. Oh, my God. So 18-year-old David Hill was fucking house-sitting for Jean. House-sitting. What? A.K.A. come stay at my house while we all fucking leave. Somebody keep an eye on it. Yeah, but weren't they at Bernadette's house or the other girl's house? Oh, good point. Maybe it was for Bernadette and not Jean. Either way, he was fucking house-sitting for them. Yeah. How sitting at the house that Suzanne was at. Yeah. And before he was left alone, Jeffrey, who is Jean's, like, side piece, like, not, not her ex, not her current boyfriend, but, like, some random dude that she was just boning. That's yeah. That's, like, a convicted felon or whatever. <laughs> he took David to see Suzanne, like, tied up and everything. Oh, my God. David said that when he saw her, she had a cloth covering most of her face and that blood was coming from her mouth And it was, like, dried blood. Yeah. And she didn't have any hair. Yeah. And when he was left alone with her, she begged him to set her free. But he refused to because he was afraid of what the whole group would, like, do to him if he did. I mean, yeah, I probably would be too. But also, I would try and call the cops or something. Fuck yeah, I'd call the cops. Like, even if you just waited out the day to act like, oh, yeah, it's totally cool you have this chick held fucking hostage here. Yeah. I'd go home and call the cops. Yeah. But he didn't. Dude, you're afraid of this happening to you, but, like, what would you want someone to do I in that situation for you? Granted, anybody coming to this house probably isn't, like, the best judge of character, it sounds like, but no. still, like, have a fucking humanity. Yeah. Some sort of morals. So then on December 14th, which is her seventh day of captivity, Suzanne was shoved into the trunk or the boot <laughs> of a stolen <laughs> car, which was a Fiat Panda, by the way. Oh. I had to Google that because what the fuck is a fiat panda yeah just looks like an old car all right (laughs) this whole crew they then drive her out to the woods near stockport where they pulled her out and shoved her down an embankment oh my god this poor woman has like no hair no fucking front teeth beat to shit probably hasn't really been fed or anything yeah okay so she shoved down this embankment right she was cut up pretty bad from all the branches and the thorns and crap on the embankment and then bernadette doused her in gasoline or petrol if you live in england Uh uh-huh and set her on fire what the fuck alive she was alive and she had cuts everywhere that's like i realize the fire part's worse but like imagine having cuts and then gas touching your cuts well imagine like when you get a cut on your finger and then you take a hot shower or like hand sanitizer, but all over your body. Oh my god, this poor woman. Oh my god, that's awful. Evidently, it took four attempts to actually catch her on fire. Jesus. So like, she had time to backtrack. Not to mention, she had time this whole time to backtrack. But yeah. what the fuck? Like, but she to be like, maybe we shouldn't light her on fire, guys. Yeah, you know what I think is a bad idea. Fucking Catching all of her this on fire. Yeah. So Suzanne started screaming, obviously, and Bernadette sang "Burn, Baby, Burn." Oh my while god, while she was on fire. And the whole crew laughed as she burned. Jesus, that's so fucked up. These are awful fucking people. So then they all go back to Jean's house or Bernadette's house or wherever the fuck they were going. And they assume that Suzanne's dead. But guess what? Oh, my God. She wasn't fucking dead. And so. Did she stop, drop, and roll? I hope so. Because somehow she managed to put herself out. And she climbed up the embankment and flagged a car down. Oh, my God. I know. And so the people who stopped took her to the closest home. And the residents of the home were like a husband and wife. And they called an ambulance immediately. Yeah. And all Suzanne said was, over there in that field, they burnt me. They put petrol on me. And they're like, yeah, we can fucking tell. Yeah, we can see on account of you're fucking burned. Can you imagine being so burned and like you're able to communicate still? Like, she was able to be like, hey, that field over there, they fucking caught me on fire. That's where they did it. Let me write down all of their first and last names. Yes, let me give you their identity. Yeah. So, it was obvious, like I said, the husband had said it was obvious that she was burned. Her hands appeared to be ash, and her legs were basically raw meat. Oh, my God. And her feet were charred. Oh. And he mentioned that he was so shocked at how polite she was, despite, like, all of her injuries. She kept thanking them over and over again, because, like, the wife started like tending to her and everything while they were waiting for the ambulance yeah and she was just like the most polite woman ever how do you tend to that well i'll tell you the wife described her experience caring for her as and i quote i instinctively went to put my arms around her but she pulled away because she could not bear to be touched i fucking bet oh her head was shaved and there were recent not new cuts to her head her face was almost featureless Oh, my God. Her hands were red, raw, and black at the fingertips. Her legs were red from top to bottom. She couldn't bear anything near her legs. Ugh. Isn't that so sad? What do you do, though? Just, like, spritz her down with a water bottle? So, I guess what she did was she kept giving her water, because while they were waiting for the paramedics, Suzanne drank six glasses of water... But she wasn't even able to hold the cup because of how bad her hands were burned. So the wife had to sit there and like feed her the water. Oh my god. But I bet she was so thirsty from not only being caught on fire, but because she was held captive and not like given water or food or anything. Yeah, probably. Or I'm sure like bare minimal. Oh my god. Oh, and an open nerve on your tooth. Oh god, hopefully it wasn't cold water. Yeah. <laughs> we think about the dumbest shit i know (laughs) oh my gosh so suzanne was eventually rushed to the hospital where she was able to name her attackers because she was still alert and coherent yeah and she gives them Jean's address even and then she falls into a coma oh my god her burns were so bad that her family couldn't recognize her (gasps) like her mom and stepfather came in and didn't no, for sure they couldn't positively identify her and they had to use a partial thumbprint on her left hand in oh order to God. say yes this was her she died on december 18th without regaining consciousness oh. and her injuries were so extensive that they couldn't save her one of her like you know more life-threatening injuries was that she had a fucking collapsed lung she had a collapsed lung oh while all the God. shit was going on And she was still able to climb out of an embankment, first put herself out of being on fire. Yeah. Climb out of an embankment to a fucking car. Uh Uh-huh. To a house. Yep. Thank them. Yep. Jesus. Isn't that crazy? So the cops go to Jean's home after she names her attackers, right? Yeah. They find it to be like a total fucking mess. There's car seats lined along the walls that they were using for couches instead of actual couches what? because they got them from like all the stolen cars. Oh, like seats from cars. I was thinking of like baby car seats. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's not comfortable. <laughs> hey, they come with built in cup holders sometimes. Yeah, And that's nice. <laughs> but my butt's bigger than that. So. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine all these druggies like shooting up in a child car seat? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So when they go there, they find Suzanne's hair and her blood and her fucking teeth. And when questioned, the whole crew, they deny having any involvement in her torture and death. But eventually, Anthony, who was Jean's boyfriend, began to tell the truth and, like, oust everybody and tell what happened. Good. So everyone's brought to trial, and they all start turning on each other and twisting their stories and blaming each other for, like, torture and you know oh i didn't torture her i watched it yeah but i didn't do it i didn't set her afire. fire yeah i watched it yeah. you know right of course and so here's how they twisted their stories to make it sound like they were like fucking heroes or some shit okay Jean claims that she locked suzanne in the cupboard for her own safety and that she loved her as a sister oh my like, god let me lock you in here so they can't get to you why don't you just fucking push her out the door? Why don't you fucking not lure her over to your house to be tortured? Yeah. Like what the fuck? Come on. It's Jean. not okay. Bernadette. Jean. Yeah. Bernadette said that she shot her up with drugs to protect her from being shot up with heroin. Like, oh, I shot her up with different kind of drugs, like safer drugs. But if I wasn't going to do it then they were gonna shoot her up with heroin, which is so much worse. <laughs> fucking thanks. How about you just don't shoot her up and be like, yo, dude, don't shoot her up. What about the part where you set her on fire and then saying... Burn, baby, burn? Mock her, yeah. Oh, my God. So, in 1993, this is when the trial was happening. Everyone is basically found guilty. Bernadette, Glenn, and Jean, they all get life with a minimum of 25 years for Suzanne's murder. So, Jeffrey, who was Jean's side piece, got 12 years. Ugh. Anthony, who was... Gene's boyfriend, he was detained indefinitely with a minimum of 18 years because he was underage. Oh. Like, he wasn't, remember, he was, like, 17? Yeah. Yeah, so, whatever. And this is the guy that pulled out the teeth, too, right? No, that was... Clifford. Oh, okay. So, Clifford, he got 15 years. Okay. So, everybody got, like, different variations. Basically, Gene, Bernadette, and Glenn got the most because they were the oldest and had the most criminal activity in this, like Glenn fucking held her down and all that shit and Jean and Bernadette Bernadette like caught her on fire and shit. Yeah. When it was like at their houses. Exactly. Like it's their it's your house. You should have control over what happens inside it. Exactly. And then I think like Jeffrey and Clifford and Anthony, I'm not sure that they were there when they pushed her down the hill and caught her on fire and everything. Like the story's kind of like confusing. It's not a straight timeline where they explain everybody and where they're at and everything. So I think that's why they got the lesser years is because they were, like, falsely imprisoning somebody and all that shit. But they didn't get blamed for her death. Or attempted murder. Exactly. Or, I guess, eventual murder. Yep. So, in 2012, Bernadette's sentencing was reduced by two years because she showed remorse and helped prevent a jail escape. So, what's two years taken off of life? (laughs) Well, it was life... With a minimum of 25 years. So, I guess with a minimum of 23 years. Okay. And this was in 93 that they were convicted. So, what is that? So, in 2018, she would have been up for parole. That's 25 years. Oh, yeah. So, and then this happened in 2012. So, it just got her closer. Yeah. God, math is hard. So, no, in 2016, that she was up for parole. Yep. Which, hopefully, she didn't get. Bernadette, Jeffrey, and Clifford are all free as of today. Free? Yep. Free. Like, the lady who set her on fire and eventually caused her death is free. Are you fucking serious? Jean and Glenn are still in prison. I mean, they've hit their 25-year mark, but they've got life. So I guess it depends on if, you know... How did Bernadette get out out and they didn't? She's the one that literally killed her. I don't know. That's what's wrong with the fucking prison system. I have no idea. But this isn't even our prison system. I know. But she's free. Shit's fucked up everywhere. Shit's fucked up all over the place. Anyway, that's the end of my story. She died and the person who killed her got free god damn i mean she served whatever 23 years but i i don't care that's not enough no it's not i agree for a 16 year old girl to die and not only to like kill somebody but the way in which she was tortured and then mocked like during her death and everything or during her attempted death you have to be a seriously fucked up person yeah yeah Well, and they were all like expressing remorse and like, oh no, like I didn't want to do it. I felt like I had to do it. I was being influenced and all the shit. Like, all right, you guys are your own people. You can fucking get out of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can be like, ew, are you serious? I'm not doing that. Yeah. (sighs) That's fucked up. Goddamn. Yep. Goddamn. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's the nervous laughter again to try to, you know. Bring the story back up. Yeah. That makes a, me not feel good. I know. I told you it was going to. We have a lot of um, things to take care of today. Oh, some do we? Some administrative tasks. Have we? So many so that I made a list. All right. Well, let's, let's check them off. Well, first of all, we owe our Patreon some shout outs. Ooh. Because we said we would do that and then we keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> so let's knock off a few of these here. Okay. So we have actually a handful to do but let's just do them in like fives i like it so we don't like drown everybody out with just a list of names with a the... list of names <laughs> so we personally want to thank steve justin jamie ann alexis and Armon for being fucking amazing patreons <laughs> you guys are so awesome we love you so much and thank then, you yes thanks Ooh. okay everybody go join our facebook group yep we it's have. called the goddamn pod group that's right just request to join it's very exclusive we'll let you write in <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty on top of it but we tried to be interactive today and we posted a picture and we were like hey guys we're recording right now if somebody says something clever maybe we'll give you an honorable mention <laughs> and we have a clever one that got aaron so aaron why don't you go ahead and uh, give the honorable mention we're due it really did get me it was a joke (laughs) you fucking love these jokes i do i love a good dad joke you are a dad at heart i am this is my fucking jam all right this one's from henry (laughs) it says what is killing your friend called what a homie side henry fucking gets us (laughs) oh my god oh that one gets me every time oh man that's so clever that is pretty clever i appreciate you so shout out to henry who is one of the very active members on our facebook group yep so come join us yeah join us you can tell us cheesy dad jokes and i will fucking love it (laughs) (laughs) also if you want to find us on any social media yep we're on twitter facebook and instagram at isgd podcast <laughs> that's right <laughs> and then you can email us at isgd podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. or go on our website isgdpodcast.com oh, yeah. and there will be pictures pertaining to our cases yes there will and there's links to patreon and our merch yes go out there and become a patreon people yep and also, you can snail mail us at PO Box two seven six four, Spring Valley, California nine one nine seven nine. Get it. And and subscribe, rate, and review. Oh, there you go. I was like, what? I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the best part is getting these fucking reviews. Yeah, it is. Even if you guys just fucking shout us out on social media. Mm hmm. It's so fun. Do it that. strokes our ego. Yeah, we I love like it. you. And then we get the occasional one with the one star that just brings us right back down to earth, you know. Yeah, you know, levels us out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my favorite recent one star review was just three puke emojis. <laughs> <laughs> it might be my favorite. Listen, one star review. We're an acquired taste. <laughs> yes, yes, that we are. <laughs> well, all right, people. Until next week. Bye. Bye. And if you're all caught up on our podcast. Stay tuned for a promo from the Ladies of Strange. Hello friends, we are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Have you ever wondered if Jenny's head really did fall off when they removed the green ribbon? Or if aliens are hiding in the tails of comets waiting to take us away? Or if there's any scientific basis to the Ouija board? Well then don't risk your search history and join us each Thursday as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and theory new episodes are released every thursday you can find us on apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts more information about the show including show notes and links to our social media can be found on our website theladiesestrange.com keep it strange lovelies